Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Millennial Mike, one more shout out for you. Thank you for the inspiration to push the uh, cajoling to do a brand new playlist called New Investors. Uh, I love doing these and look forward to doing more. We have the one and only Nick Leach with us today to tell us his story. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing great. Thank you, Michael. Awesome, buddy. Well, uh, do yourself a favor. Introduce yourself to my audience. Who are you? Where are you at? What you doing? And uh, we'll, we'll just go from there. Sure. Uh, I live outside of Pittsburgh. And I moved here from Virginia in 2020. Sort of consider myself an an intermediate uh, investor. I have a portfolio of seven units. I have five in Pittsburgh and then one in Connecticut, one in Virginia. Okay. Uh, I do work full time. Uh, I have, so I've been telling my wife I have my nine to five and my five to nine. Oh, I like it. I like it. And yeah, just looking, um, I feel like I'm at a, an inflection point in investing. I've been getting a ton out of your content, um, and others, uh, Chad Carson, especially, I feel like you guys really cater to the, uh, you know, non-flashy slow, but steady, uh, crowd. And so I get a ton out of that. Um, and so, yeah, just excited to, to talk to you, answer questions you have. I have a couple questions for you. Awesome. Yeah. All righty, Nick. Well, I always like to start this journey with that first deal. Uh, What was that first deal? Kind of the numbers, the story, where'd you find it? All of that. Sure. So uh, my my first deal is something I'm still kicking myself for to this day, and I'll I'll explain it. So before I had ever bought a primary, um, I can't even remember, but I didn't know anything about real estate investing. I hadn't discovered bigger pockets. But this was the aftermath of the uh, financial crisis. My wife and I were looking for a primary residence in Northern Virginia, which even in the aftermath of the financial crisis was very expensive. So we were kind of looking casually, working with an agent, but not putting offers in yet. And I heard somewhere or read somewhere that you should invest in real estate. And so not knowing anything, I just applied for a conventional mortgage, started tooling around. That was back in the day when you printed things out. You drove around with your real estate agent. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I remember. And I found a condo in Alexandria, Virginia that okay. the previous owner had bought for, I don't know, 260, 280 or something. Yeah. And I was able to buy it for 120. Wow. This is in Northern Virginia. This was a two bed, two bath condo. Uh, and I bought it in 2011, uh, hired a property manager because I'd heard that's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> Of course. And rented it out for 1400 had some, you know, as you do, had some CapEx, had the HVAC system go on me a month, a month in, fixed that. Um, but it was a great little rental. We bought our primary residence. And then a couple of years later, our, you know, just personal financial situation funds were getting a little bit low and I, it had appreciated. And I thought, oh, I'll, you know, I'll sell this. I'll make some money. And mm-hmm. I wish that I had not 
done that because if I didn't, I would still own that condo. It would be worth three times what I paid for it. Mm. Um, so that was my first ever uh, deal. And then I did end up keeping our primary residence in Northern Virginia, which was another condo. So I do okay. still have that one, which I will never sell. <laughs> but the yeah. first deal is the one and only one that I've ever sold because I, I didn't know. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, that's very, very cool. So I love that story. Uh, yeah. I will ask, it sounds it sounds like you have units or you have units in three different states. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so how, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of having, you know, kind of different, basically different teams, right? It just scares the yeah. bejesus out of me. Agreed. Um, yeah. So how does it work? You know, how do you manage three different teams? Do you kind of self-manage one pile and not the others? How yeah. does that all work? Yeah. So, you know, again, I, as I've learned, I've, I've come to agree with you and others that you should really pick something and, and stick to it. And so I think I'll invest primarily in Pittsburgh going forward. Mm -hmm. um, the condo in Northern Virginia was our primary residence. So we Makes simply, sense. yeah, we yeah. kept it. I self-managed that one um, okay. in a great area. Sense. It's very easy. And then I have a condo in Connecticut that I bought as I was starting to, starting to learn, uh, mm. you know, what you should do. Um, I have family there. I know it really well. Uh, mm. so I, I bought that one. I have a great property manager there and that okay. one's just kind of on autopilot. Nice. Yeah. And then going forward, yeah, definitely going to kind of stick to, to where I live. I really think that's a, that's an advantage and the, the out of state yeah. investing has, has gotten a little out of hand. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, the other thing you've said three times now is condo, yeah. condo, condo, which yeah. which to me screams HOA. Yes, uh, for sure. So talk yeah. about your experience with HOA. I mean, sometimes I'm sure it's great, but HOAs to me seem to only go up. It's kind of like yeah. property taxes and maybe the value goes down, but I don't know. How, how's it been investing in an HOA? It's been fine. The H, I was just telling my wife, our, our HO fee, HOA fees are going up again. Um, yeah. Docking. Yeah, they are, I guess, you know, luck or skill or whatever. I, I, the two condos that I own, you know, would I buy a condo again? Maybe would depend on the deal. The two sure. condos that I do own, they are though in, they're in very, very well-run mm. buildings. Perfect. Um, okay. The boards do a great job of uh, managing the building, balancing, uh, you know, keeping amenities up to date, keeping residents happy. And so I've been really happy so far they they take the building quality uh and the values of the units very seriously which has awesome. been great so yeah i don't have a condo strategy or anything those were again just kind of how it they, turned out they worked but, yeah, yeah totally there you go uh i am curious did you take advantage of any of maybe refinances while rates were really low do you have any crazy low interest rates on your uh investment <laughs> properties I, it's a great question i don't have anything crazy low on my investment properties the rates on my portfolio range from like four to six. I okay. do have one of my primary. So I did refinance my primary when, when rates dipped, uh, which was yeah. fantastic. So, yeah. 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 Well, let's be clear four to six on your investment loans from when I started, that's a pretty crazy rate. So and I, not bad. They, they, they used to feel high. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. I thought that it's a mix of conventional and DSCR. And I was, okay. I used to be annoyed. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, they're they're fixed. They're fine. That's okay. I'm good. Yeah. 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 Set it, totally. forget it. There you go. Yeah, there exactly. You go. Uh, we've mentioned your wife a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about 
uh, is she a part of this? Is she, uh, does she just let you go? Do you have weekly conversations? How involved is or isn't your significant other? She is fairly involved. Okay. Uh, she, you know, she helped keep me honest because she's a, you know, she's on board. Uh, mm -hmm. But she, you know, she sometimes asks the the tough questions to make yeah. sure that the, the question the, nobody else will ask. Yes. The question that no one else will ask. Yeah. And that the time, the time she trusts me, but that the time is being allocated wisely is a, mm. is a big one. Like, is, are you spending your time on the things that you're going to get return out of? Yeah. Uh, like so, that. yeah. And then one of the things that we've been, um, we want to make sure that she has just as strong of a understanding of the, the weeds Mm -hmm. as I do. And so that's been something we've been working on and something we're going to be more intentional about, which is very important as the portfolio grows. Mm -hmm. She knows the condos really well, but the more recent acquisitions are a little bit more nebulous. And so that's something we want to prioritize. Very, very cool. Well, let's yeah. talk about those Pittsburgh properties. Are these single family sure. homes, duplexes? What, are, what are, What's in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's a mix of uh, single families and one duplex. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, as you go forward in Pittsburgh, do, I mean, what is your buy box? Is your buy box, like I talk about, really focused down on an area, or what? What? What are you? What are you looking at, Nick? It's single families and small multis. And one of the one of the things I wanted to ask you about, I know you own a few slightly larger, right? Some medium sized ones. I wanted to ask you about those. Please um, do go for it. Yeah, certainly open to that. But yeah, so far it's been uh, single and small multi. I have. I have a small multi that I'm working with um, an owner on that I hope to purchase in the next couple of months. So that'll be my second duplex. Nice. Um, Area-wise, uh, so Pittsburgh is in Allegheny County and all of the places in Allegheny County that aren't Pittsburgh, they have their own rules, their own tax mm -hmm. structure, taxes uh, vary widely. Um, but I do invest in the whole county. Okay. You know, there's no, you just have to know again, what, what does the deal look like all of the neighborhoods can can work as long as you as long as yeah. you buy right very cool well go ahead yeah. and ask me uh some of your questions so we can make sure this is a valuable two-way experience sure yeah so uh i i i've obviously listened to your podcast follow your content and then i i read a business insider profile of mm -hmm. you um and i know that your your mix of properties ranges from single family up to some like 10, yeah. 15, 18, 20 units, 20 units is the biggest. Yeah. yeah. We're, and were those, did you partner on the ones that were slightly larger? No. Okay. Yeah. See, that's, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. No, I, the, yeah, yeah. When we talk about our portfolio, uh, we have no partners, no JVs, yeah. you know, none of that stuff. It's, it, right. it's not some, you know, Hey, we got thousands of units. We own 1%. Right. Exactly. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, there's a, a couple of things about, what I'll call small multis. And for me, that's yeah. kind of five to, I, I hope to get something in 40 units in this next cycle. Okay. Uh, kind of like your statement about the numbers have to work. Yeah. My experience is, and I hope to repeat this again. So I've already done it once. I hope it wasn't luck. I'm hoping to do it again, late 24, maybe 25, depending on timing. But what I want to do is I want to take my, what will then be very overpriced single family homes, because if, yep. if rates crash, yeah, it it is not impossible, although I hope it doesn't happen. It's not impossible to see single families explode even higher. For sure, economy yeah. strong, rates low. I happen to own first time home buyer homes. 
they yep. could see another 5, 10, 15, 20%. Who knows? Agreed. Yeah. If they run ahead yeah. and they get unaffordable, like really unaffordable, like I did in my book, right? If you guys read my book or listen to the book, I sold it to peak. Yeah. I have no problem doing that again. Yeah. But what I did is the small multis were crashing. Okay. And I did 1031s. Okay. Yeah. I, I really do look forward to doing that again. Yeah. Uh, you know, we sold a house, got a fiveplex. We sold two, yeah. we got 20 units. Okay. And uh, what what the point of all this is, in my experience, they often run in different cycles. Yeah. People talk real estate market like there's one market. There's right. never one market. Right. Even in your buy box, there's not one market. So if I get lucky enough at the end of 24, maybe 25, and houses go up another 5, 10, 15, 20%, and I'll sell. And I'll 1031 into multifamily because there's a lot of syndicators who bought stupid deals. And I've been talking about them since 18. Yeah. I sold an apartment building in 18. Yeah. And it went up a million bucks. So, yeah. you know, I feel bad, but it was still the right idea with the information I had. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, those people are going to get burned when they have to, you know, refi or, yeah, refi their loan. And now it doesn't cash flow. So, um, I really look forward to the opportunity. But at the end of the day, I buy what makes the most sense. Yeah. Today, that's residential, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think commercial will have its time. And yeah. I look forward to doing it again. Yeah. I found that, you know, if you're, if you have a single family, it's pretty straightforward. They're valued based on comps, right? Mm -hmm. And then for your, if you have an 18 unit, that's going to be cap rate. And yeah, then the small multis rate. can be kind of funny. They can cash flow really well, but they're they're tough to appraise. I've had a lot of inconsistency there. Yeah, uh, it, it and uh, you're absolutely right. It, even so, anything that's residential, foreign, below, it's usually comps. Yep, right. Uh, sometimes income is a secondary, but yeah, I don't mind fishing where there's low comps because then I could use it to negotiate with the seller and and yes, yeah, price because to me it's all cash flow. And so you've leveraged your, I think you've answered my question, but you've really leveraged your port, your own portfolio to buy those bigger, mm -hmm. bigger deals. Yeah. we. So I really do believe real estate investors go through three phases. Okay. They may take different durations. For me, there's a growth phase, which for Olivia and I meant we were employed. Yep. We had W-2s. Yep. Um, and we were buying, right? So yes, we, we bought cash flow, uh, but we always recycled everything. And then at some point, you're going to get to the end of that growth phase. And what we did is we, I don't know, optimized, right size, yep. whatever that is. Yep. yep. And then there's the next phase of, hey, we have what we have. We're happy. We're never going to stop, but we're not, you know, all gas, no break. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've seen people like Dion get it done in six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, folks like us who have higher burn rates took 15. It's all possible. But yeah, growth, optimize, and then you know, coast, I guess. And you've been delivered about optimizing uh, those single families into larger, which makes sense because well, single families, yeah. the, the rents are not necessarily going to follow the mm -hmm. comps, right? At some point they comp. Yeah. At some, yeah. at some point comps take off more than, than rents will. Yeah. Uh, but let's be clear, right? During the growth phase, I was not opposed. It's like, so our growth phase year four and below, we did cash out refis. Yeah. And then four to six, it was all 1031s. Okay. Yeah. And then optimized was, you know, rate and term refis. We paid a couple off. 
you know, I call it the oh shit pile. Yeah. And right. then, um, yeah, we did, we stayed up. We, we, and then when rates crashed, we did our best to set everything at 30 years. So yeah, yeah we're pretty active Yeah, on that. Yeah. If rates come down, I've got a couple that I can refinance and leverage. It's fine if they do, it's fine if they don't, right? Those rates right, are exactly. those rates are fixed, but those are my highest ones. So those would be the obvious candidates. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think at some point over the next three to five years, you'll have the opportunity. And then the yeah. then the question will be, do I just do rate and term? Yeah. Or given the rates go down, can I take a low money out? Payment stays the same, yeah. thus cash flow is the same. And I have a you know, a pile of cash for emergencies or acquisitions or whatever. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious when you look out to 2024, 2025, you know, where are you going? Do you have kind of you and your wife have any goals? Yeah. What, uh, what's that look like? Yeah. I have line of sight on a handful of deals that I'm going to work on. Um, mixed of on and off market. Yeah, so like a couple expired listings. I'm going to try to have some conversations on. Uh, yeah, I have to be, I have to be deliberate have to be deliberate about it. Um, been thinking about, you know, how to pay for, how to pay for things, how to stay conservative, how to make sure the, you know, the portfolio is in good shape. Um, would definitely like to acquire at least three more in 2024. I like it. Uh, so if I can convert some of the ones I'm having conversations on, great. Um, you know, have a, I have a mix of on-market things, like I said, expired listings, um, mm -hmm. some leads, that I found off market working with a couple of other folks having conversations yeah. with those sellers. And so, yeah, just keeping up the, the slow and steady. Nice. Now, do you have your license or is there an agent feeding you expired listings? How are you getting those? Yeah, I have a couple of uh, local agents that I work with who um, work with both, uh, you know, typical residential buyers and also investors. So okay. they're pretty, uh, pretty savvy and pretty helpful about um, working with investors. So yeah. Um, you know, so when you when you think about what one one minute's a lot of time is, what kind of recommendation do you have for maybe, hey, I'm a new investor, I'm thinking about it, you know, 2024 is gonna be my year to get started. What what are you telling them? I'm telling them to house hack. I mean yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm on I'm on bigger pockets trying to provide value to new investors. Um, you know, sometimes folks will come on and say like what should I do? Where should I live? You know, should I stay with this person who doesn't have the same vision? And I'm like, those questions are too personal for me to answer. Yeah, but, I can't help you there. Yeah. Yeah. But how should I get started? House hacking is just a very powerful strategy. It works great in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, there are a lot of funny multifamilies, like a giant house that's been chopped up into four units, like a three bed, a two bed, a one bed, and a studio. Buy that live in the studio and rent the other three units out. You know, if you're willing to, uh, to do that, you know, you can still find those good deals. So I like it. house hacking is definitely a great way to get started. And then, you know, I think I sometimes seem like a, a wet blanket, but I just think people do need to be cautious. Prices are high. Rates are high. Yes. You can absolutely still find deals. Yes. You should still be looking, but you just have to be, careful. Yeah. I, I really want people to hear that again. Right. I, you know, sometimes people hear me talk and I get accused of being a housing bull. Yeah. I don't really think my opinion's a bull. I'm like, dude, it's going to be flat for years. Why does that, yeah. how does that make me a bull? Just because I don't think there's a crash coming. Right. Uh, but the point is 
I want you to do the work. That's why yes. I wear this freaking hat. Uh, I want you to believe it's possible. I yes. never said it was easy. In yes. fact, I'm pretty clear the last couple of years have been hard even for me. Yeah. But it's still worth the effort. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more about that. How do you encourage somebody um, to just keep going? Sure. I think it's a it's a combination of a few things. I mean, Bigger Pockets has some some great content on putting yourself in a strong financial position first. I really think that has fallen by the wayside a little bit, right? There's been a lot of hype around, <laughs> uh, I don't know, invest no matter what, um, yeah. invest with other people's money. Oh. Yeah. But Bigger Pockets does have some good content about making sure that you are in a strong financial position first. I would never encourage someone to to stretch, to take their savings to zero just to buy something. Oh. Don't, oh. don't do that, you know? Yeah, uh, you, you become the motivated seller. Yeah. And then in terms of putting in the work, there's just, there's a ton of great content out there. There's uh, meetups. I, when I was in Northern Virginia and kind of getting my feet wet, I went to all of the meetups. I went to the, uh, you know, join our program meetups. Mm -hmm. I went to the, you know, seven guys who found each other on bigger pockets meetups. I went to the no pitch meetups and I just got a ton of, I got a ton of value out of all of them. You know, I went to the pitches, I heard the pitch. I didn't sign up for the $20,000 program. I, I met some other folks and I, and I left. So yeah, I just think people need to uh, see what other investors in their market are doing by getting out there. Yeah. I agree. Um, follow the, you know, the, I've gotten a ton of value out of your content. Um, Chad Carson's content, just the, the slow and steady, not flashy, yeah. uh, but still encouraging um, has been very valuable to me. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, if somebody is on Bigger Pockets or wanted to reach out to you and follow you, how do they do that? Yep. I'm on Bigger Pockets. I'm on at Nicholas L. Uh, and that's my primary uh, platform for interacting with other investors. Awesome, folks. Go to Bigger Pockets if you're there. Nicholas L. Let yep. them know you heard this interview on One Rental at a Time. I would greatly appreciate it. Nick, congratulations. Happy New Year. It's, uh, it's almost 2024. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to you. Thanks.